we sort of made a camp in chapter 12, I guess you would say. <laughs> it's uh, part of the making application of what Paul has said throughout previous chapters. Uh, he's saying, uh, because of what God has done for us, we need to be, uh, first of all, grateful. But we also have responsibilities because uh, he said this is what he wants us to do. So uh, we've been looking at that. Uh, in uh, chapters, or in verse 1, rather, uh, he says uh, that we ought to, uh, because of the mercy God's extended to us, we uh, need to be living sacrifices. So, uh, how would you explain that? You know, that's a tough one. I'm puzzled over that a lot. I, mean, I think it's, uh, you know, um, it's giving your time. It's giving your uh, things you have, your resources. I think the idea is just in at every opportunity that, that you have, you do whatever you can do to further the gospel. I think that's what it means. Yeah. Go ahead. Along with that, I think it can be just doing what God wants rather than what we want. That kind of a thing. But it, it goes along with what he's saying. Yeah. And putting him first in everything. Oh. He's number one. He's taken care of my problem. He's given me a way that I can overcome my burden of sin, hasn't he? he he's given his only begotten son who took my place. And now I need to be grateful for what he did. And I should present myself uh, to him as a slave, we might say. I should be a living sacrifice. I think Paul talked also about being a bond servant. Yeah. You know, it's a kind of same idea. Yeah. Since we're a living sacrifice, I don't think that we should do anything to harm our bodies. No. Like taking drugs and drinking too much or maybe eating too much or I think we should take care of our bodies so we are a perfect sacrifice. Yeah. And those subjects are addressed in his word. Now, uh, I was leading into something. Um, we're not to be like the world. We're not to conform our lives to what the world does. But we're to be transformed. Now, how do we transform ourselves? Okay. Uh, the gospel is uh, the way that we change our lives, isn't it? But then that's not the end of the story, is it? We've got to learn how we're supposed to be instead of how we were. We need to change certain things in our lives. So then we go on to... Uh, um, 
searching his word. He's not left us um, helpless in that, has he? He's told us what he wants us to do, what he expects of us, who we are. And uh, as his children, he, he wants us to do what he said. We expect that of our children, don't we? They should listen to what I say. Um, but uh, I don't know how to do everything he said. So I've got to keep searching and uh, learning what he expects of me. Uh, how are we to serve him? What's my attitude supposed to be? Humble. Humble. Verse 3 tells us that, doesn't it? That we should be humble. Um, uh, we should appreciate each other because we all don't have the same job to do, do we? That's kind of what verse 4 is saying. Yes, yes. We all have different ability. We all have different gifts that he has given us. Uh, and that's what, how I look at it. ability, which I have. It was a gift from him. I need to use it in a certain way. And we should have the right attitude to, towards each other in using those. I'm not any better off than you, and you're not any better off than me in the kingdom of God, are we? But he's given us certain things that we have ability to do, and we need to apply ourselves. All right, uh, we're supposed to do this with zeal. Uh, in uh, verse 9, how are we supposed to look at each other? Pardon? We're, we're supposed to have love for each other. And it needs to be genuine love. We put each other first. Yeah. Put the other first. Sure. Sometimes it's not always convenient to do the things which I need to do to help you or someone else. But... Uh, if I have a proper love and attitude towards you, I'll put those things before myself sometime. Um, how should we approach our service to God? Verse 11. Fervently. Fervently. What's that mean? Passionately, earnestly, okay. with a certain amount of. Well, it, it explains it in that book, in that very verse. It says, "Okay, read it, please." Not lagging in diligence. Okay. That's it in a nutshell. Yeah. Not lagging in diligence, being fervent. What he was trying to sure. describe. Uh, not. Mine says not slothful in business. 
Okay. What is it to be slothful? Yeah. Do I really have to do this? That's not really what I like to do. But because I'm supposed to, I'll get I'll get it done. So we need to apply ourselves. How about those whom we count as our enemies? Okay. We should bless them. Sometimes we pick and choose who we're going to uh, take the gospel to, don't we? Now, they, they won't want to hear what I have to say. You made them the choice for them rather than them choosing. Up until that point, I have a responsibility, don't I? But once I take it to them and they reject it, then whose responsibility? So I should go to them with the gospel and and do my part, do what God asked of me. What did Jesus tell his uh, disciples in Matthew 28? Go into the whole world and preach the gospel. How much of it? All the world. Hmm. So it's not just a select few that I chose to take it to, is it? That's not the commandment. I'm supposed to take it to the whole world. If the world rejects it, it's not my responsibility, is it? But what is my responsibility? And we all fall short of that. And, you know, I think sometimes uh, as Christians, we want to just have the only people we associate with as other Christians, which is kind of what the, the Amish want to do, right? They want to be because it says be of the be be in the world but not of the world. So I always thought the Amish dress like you know eighteen seventy. Well, weren't they the same as everybody else at that time? Yeah. I just find that weird, but you know we we have to we have to be out finding other people. Yes. And sometimes it's because of the circumstances in their lives which change, which causes them to need you. Do we take advantage of those times or do we just make excuses that we're too busy and we can't do that? And I'm pointing the finger at me. I've been there. It's not what God desires of us. Um, 
how do we respond to evil? Someone does something evil to us. Sometimes we have a short fuse and our anger takes over and we do things we're not supposed to do. Anybody like that? There again. I, I have too much, too short a fuse, I'll say. And somebody will do something that I consider to be wrong and maybe against me. And I look at it in the wrong way and I retaliate. Maybe it's only loud words, but what have I done? I've driven a wedge in there, haven't I? I'm the little right? yeah. It says to overcome evil with good down at the end of the chapter. Yeah. So, uh, We're going to respond to it in a better way there. Overcoming evil by responding with good. Verses 20 and 21. And that word, abhor, means extreme hate. Extreme hate. Yeah. To evil. I can have a proper attitude towards evil, but how about the person? Another person you just don't like the beings. I think that's what verse 19 is saying. He says, Avenge not yourselves, but rather give place under wrath. For in the written, Vengeance is mine, I will repay, saith the Lord. I guess we're supposed to leave that part in God's hands. Yes. Then verse 10, he goes on to tell us how we should treat our enemy. Okay. Which would be very hard. Yeah. Someone has done something evil against us. Do we apply verse 20? He's hungry, feeding, thirsty, giving him a drink. That kind of... Because that keeps coals of fire on his head. Yeah. And it doesn't that, I mean, that's the truth, isn't it? Yeah. This, this goes with what Jesus spoke about in Matthew 5 in the Sermon on the Mount. About yeah. loving your enemies. Yeah. So if you're going to sum up chapter 12, what, what would you say? Put God first. Put other men second. You do what's right. Yeah. Apply what God has said. I need instruction in that. I can go to his word. He's told me, hasn't he? Problem is, a lot of times we, we go to our 
bring what's in it and we apply that before we listen to what God has said about it. Sometimes our mouth takes over and it just goes before we do anything else. Yeah. Okay. Uh, any questions or comments about anything we've covered so far in chapter 12? It's talking about our responsibility, isn't it? Since God has given us a way in which we can uh, be redeemed, I should be grateful. And there are certain things, certain ways that he expects for me to walk, what to do. I don't always get it right, do I? So then uh, we've got to ask for forgiveness again, don't we? And uh, we do have a way of making those things right once we have accepted the gospel. He has a plan for that, doesn't he? For us having forgiveness of our sins that we can commit afterward. Okay, so uh, see if I can get this thing to uh, cooperate here. I think we've maybe covered this enough get down into chapter 13 which is uh, all right in the uh, beginning of this outline it says continuing his instructions concerning the transformed life and that's what we're supposed to have now after we've obeyed the gospel we're supposed to have a transformed life. Paul now discusses the Christian's responsibility to governmental authority. Understanding that all governments are in power due to the providence of God and that they serve as ministers of God to avenge the evildoer, Christians are admonished to submit to the powers that be. Uh, and part of this submission involves payment of taxes and having respect for those who are in office. And sometimes they make that very difficult, don't they? Oh, yes. But, nevertheless, did God not say that that is the way we're supposed to do it? They're there for a reason. Do I always submit to what they demand of me? That's a tough thing, man. Yes. Because what you know, you deal with these things where the government does things that's against the law. I mean, there's lots of things you go through the Constitution and say, "Yeah, we got laws against the original law." And but there's. There's also a process for doing that, and we've got to uh, follow those processes to change that. Can I be active in making changes? You can. And should be, I think. But I am also to submit myself to the, the law of the land. Uh, that's what Paul's saying. Go ahead. 
part you know, like a little notation I must have made from another study and um, and it says you know this is still in the Bible but until it goes against what God tells us to do okay and some of that's coming out sure there's things against what God tells us to not harm ourselves and to do things that are against you know killing children and there's all kinds of things until the law is going against God's God's law is still supreme. And do we have an example of that in the New Testament? Yeah. Okay. I always think about, you know, Peter before the Sanhedrin. You know, they're saying, do not, do not say these things. And he went around and did what he, what he was doing before. Yeah. So we can go to Acts chapter 4 and Acts chapter 5 and see the response of Peter and John. things that are happening in our society right now that are wrong and they are wrong because God said so as a Christian I cannot participate in those things I must take the same attitude that Peter and John took and uh, I still need to be a citizen of this country obeying the laws that apply to me though is it right for me to dodge my taxes? No. Render under, under Caesar the things that are Caesar's. Under, under God the things that are God's. So. Uh, and I've been guilty of that in my life. Yeah. You know. we, don't, we all don't want to submit to that, but yeah. uh, to a point. But this is saying. I need to take care of that in the right way. Now there are... And that's just before I met Joey. <laughs> <laughs> for, for the past 18 or 20 years, I've had her straight down. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> but it does say in verses 1 and 2 that uh, God appointed... Uh, governments to be over people for a reason. Uh, what would it be without law and order? Well, you just look back at the example of the old West when this country was first founded. When there was no law and order, it was a real mess. Well, it, I think we're becoming the Wild West again. Well, this, it. This happens in all of this country. So that's kind of a, you know, yeah. But there's a government there for a reason. That's what Paul say. I need to submit to it to a point. If they're telling me that I must do something that's contrary to God's will, 
I've got to choose God's will. But they are there, well, I used to think as a youth, to, to keep law and order. I'm seeing some things that are happening that's not very much that way. But um, That was the original intent, keep law and order. <clears throat> yeah. should, who, should it, who should it apply to? Everyone. Is it being applied to everyone? No. That, that's where the that's problem it. is coming in in this country right now. People are doing things that are unlawful and not being held accountable. I mean, the government, our own government, totally goes against its own laws and does stuff. It just drives you crazy. Then you don't have to dig very far to find it either. Yeah. Go to the border, see what's going on. Yeah. It, it's, but we better be careful what our attitude is. Yeah. I. I have a problem sometimes just writing off certain individuals because of their actions. Uh, what are we supposed to do for our enemies? Yeah. I can do things to help change things in this country, can but I better be careful how I do that. I better apply God's principles to it rather than gems. Uh, so uh, we're supposed to pay our taxes and, and uh, we're supposed to fear and respect and honor those who are in office but I can't put them before God. So, careful how you weigh this out here. I have responsibility, don't I? So I need to work on that. And beginning in verse 8, uh, what... Uh, What's he say there? Oh, no one anything but love, basically. That's okay. a paraphrase, I guess. So, we're supposed to take care of our obligations, aren't we? We can't borrow money. That's not what it said. <laughs> not what it said. You made an agreement there, didn't you? So you're supposed to follow that. Uh, Mine also says to seek the best for one another, to seek the best for each other. Yeah. By doing that, then we fulfill the law of God, don't we? Uh, then in verse 9, he talks about other commandments which uh, God has put forth. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not commit murder. You shall not steal. You shall not bear false witness. You shall not covet. If there's any other commandment or 
they're all summed up in the saying, namely, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. So my attitude should be trained or guarded by love, which I have for others. What's interesting is when you look at all the commandments, yeah. you know, it all boils down to two ideas. You're supposed to love God, and you're supposed to love your neighbor yourself. And every commandment God gave is just a commentary on those two laws. Yeah. And, and Jesus said that that was the first... And the greatest law. Yeah. So, uh, I better be careful, Hannah. Because uh, he's given us a remedy. He's given us rules to abide by. And uh, my problem is listening or applying what he said. Any uh, other comments about anything that we've looked at thus far? You know, all these things that we're studying here about our responsibilities to the government. You know, that, that should be a two-way street. But is it? Well, uh, exactly. Do I have to like everything the government is doing? No. No, as, as long as it conforms to what God has said, yes. When they go against God's law, then I need to uh, do what I can to change that. Are we active in trying to change those things? Well, I, I, I know I fall short, but I try. And that's not to exalt myself in that, but I feel a responsibility to do that. Sometimes I go beyond where I should go with that because of the temper that I have. But I, I feel, uh, I hate to see what's happening. When you think about what happened, you know, under Nero, yes. under Caligula, and, you know, there are lots of Christians that went against the law because yes. it was right. Right and I'm I'm not going to do those evil things which the, some of them are doing right now I just, uh, so I can resist the devil in that way but I still I had, should have a proper attitude for the government because God ordained governments didn't he for a purpose doesn't mean they're always just and right in what they do and say. Anyone else before we close? We're going to stop here. We'll chew this some more next week. Thank you.